0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Neil Lennon Celtic stay 8 points clear after a last gasp winner at Tynecastle It's now 14 goals for and none against in 3 games for Rangers with a win against Dundee And Hamilton the big winners, Aberdeen the big losers on a night when Kilmarnock and Motherwell was postponed I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Mark Wilson well, what a night it was, Gordon. A night of high drama in the, in the Premiership once again. It looked like Rangers had done enough to to it back to six points and that would have made it interesting. But the very last minute, Celtic left it very late and it looked like it wasn't coming. But Odson Edward digs Neil Lennon out a hole and gets him off and running and his second spell in charge of Celtic. What a night of drama it was at Tynecastle. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I was there myself. And Rangers, you know, made easy work in the first half hour against Dundee, cruised to, to an easy win. But Steven Gerrard's still not happy with his team, still looking for more. That shows you what his levels of expectations are and how he wants Rangers to finish the season. So lots of talking points tonight. Gordon, sure, there'll be a lot of reaction still from Brendan Rodgers' departure as well. Yeah, it was a terrific night for both Celtic and Rangers. As Mark said there, uh, Celtic leaving it very late. But the most important thing for them was picking up that three-point, keeping that eight-point gap. But the biggest result for me, Gordon, of the night, and we don't usually talk about them, Hamilton Aki's going up to Aberdeen and getting that 2-0 victory. Absolutely mm. fantastic. And a vital three points for them because they're fighting their own battle down the bottom of the league. 0141 That's the number you need to get in touch. Give us a call right now or you can tweet at Clyde SSB. Mark Wilson, it's been a big week. It's been a dramatic week. Um, and in many ways... The game at Tynecastle last night summed that up Brendan Rodgers starts the week as Celtic manager All of a sudden he's gone to Leicester Neil Lennon comes in, goes back to Tynecastle of all places We know he's got a bit of history there uh, And then you know what you get when Celtic go to Tynecastle It's always dramatic, it's always incident packed And it was the same again last night Yeah, well you you couldn't really write the script any better Could you, this season in Scottish football uh, And up pops this story Brendan Rodgers leaving, Neil Lennon in The, the scene where he was hit by the coin and to go back into the Celtic dugout And when I arrived there last night We still weren't sure If he was actually going to make the dugout And that was The drama just built Until you actually seen him coming out And you thought Okay He's going to take this on um, And it was a You know it was an interesting encounter I, I don't think the quality of football was great At times But you always had the feeling Something was just round the corner Like you do at Tynecastle And I mean what I don't know how many bookings we ended up with We had the red card We had a penalty Last minute goal Fantastic goal from Celtic on the counter attack We had a wee bit of everything And it was was great to watch And Neil Lennon I I was wondering how he would be in the dugout If he would be calm If he would be seated And just let perhaps John Kennedy uh, Take things No I mean the first minute He was right out there on the touchline You know he was vocal Looked like he, he relished it Even at the end He looked like he was his old self And Celtic got the rewards for keep pushing He made changes And they worked You know Brendan Rodgers always got praise for that 
Neil Lennon made changes at important times And got his rewards And Gordon DL No one knows Let's be honest No one knows for sure If this is going to lead to any disruption at Celtic Or any drop in standards So from a Rangers perspective All they can do Is just keep their side of the bargain And be there to capitalise If it does And that's what happened last night Another convincing victory Yeah and the most important thing for Rangers And uh, obviously supporters going along to watch them just now They're banging in goals for fun Gordon They had the game won after 20 odd minutes uh, By the time half time uh, came along The three points were in the bag And I think the Rangers managers come now He's just keeping everybody in his toes Saying look we need to keep it going for 90 minutes The game's won yes we know that But we want to do it for 90 minutes Keep on on top of things So uh, it was a good result for Rangers Good three points Nerves, relief and delight for Neil Lennon He says as he began his second stint As the Celtic boss Odson Edward netted an injury time To earn them a 2-1 win over 10-man heart And Lennon says the players dug deep After a tough few days Starik. It's a great, great win in a difficult place. Under the circumstances, you know, we should have made more of the game. You know, we go up at half time, but we uh, we got to stop the sloppiness, shot ourselves in the foot. And what we did was we gave Hearts something to hold on to when we should have been in total control of the game. You never, you never believe that. Well, certainly with this group, that the we might make something happen. You know, and when, when teams get behind the ball and make life difficult for you, people say they're not moving the ball quick enough, but it's difficult to do sometimes when teams sit in so deep. So they kept going. We put a quality ball in for the goal, which is something that we lacked as well tonight, you know, our final ball at times. But I can't knock the players. I mean, the mentality is absolutely brilliant, and I can't thank them enough for tonight. It's a, it's a brilliant win and psychologically huge. I was really nerve-wracking beforehand, you know. Knots in the stomach, that type of stuff. Because you don't... You don't want to let people down, and uh, in the end, it's, it's a great relief and a lot of joy. But it's only one game. We've still got a long, long way to go. So, psychologically for me, it's a huge step forward. Right, come on then, get your thoughts in on a big night of Scottish football last night all across the place. Most of the teams were involved, so you must have something on your mind, and we'd love to hear it. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Paul is first up, a Celtic fan from Kirkintilloch. What did you make of last night, Paul? Uh, hi guys. Hello. Uh, last night, just what the, the doctor ordered to me. Delighted uh, to see Neil Lennon back. I took a few days to phone in. Uh, as like everybody else, I was really disappointed uh, with Brendan Rodgers. Don't want to go and join in the witch hunt, but I think I was more disappointed that uh, time that he left, like everybody, and the club he went to was a bit. I don't know if embarrassing is a, a strong word, but I just feel that he's went to a, a wee club who's stepped up with uh, money, like most things, Premiership. But the most important thing is now is Neil Lennon and uh, the club. Delighted Neil Lennon's back. In many ways, this has maybe done as a favour, getting Neil Lennon in the now. Uh, and I hope that he's there next season as well. I think that in Europe, Neil Lennon will be better fit for the kind of calibre a player that Celtic can sign uh, and will set up much better than Brendan Rodgers because uh, that's, that's my point for it now guys uh, what, what will it take Gordon and Mark for Neil Lennon to be guaranteed the job I mean I think it's fairly obvious you win a treble you're guaranteed the job mm-hmm. um, yeah. Say, yeah. say it's not the treble say it's the double well you know Say the, the Scottish Cup goes elsewhere Is is that still enough for, for Neil Lennon to uh, I, I think it then depends On the manner which The league it, it would be won You know if the Scottish Cup goes elsewhere uh, 
It's the manner in which What is there seven games to go um, The manner in which Celtic got over the line Now if he If he just scrapes over the line Then of course you'd think The Celtic board Would perhaps start Winking other candidates If he breezes it Like he did his first time round I think he had seven Eight games as well One all eight of them And the job was his Think if he does that Then He's in with a very very good chance of, of getting the job permanent Yeah I think it'll go down to performances, results um, He got off to a terrific start last night I was never looking like he was going to get the three points um, I'm agreeing with Mark I think that if he, he wins a league And he keeps his gap to say about eight And you know he gives a good run in the Scottish Cup I think he's in with a great shout out I think that a lot of the Celtic fans would like him back um, I was watching on TV I wasn't at the game last night And you could see the joy with uh, Peter Lowell uh, Obviously delighted for Neil Lennon So there's a relationship there right away uh, But it'll be interesting to see You know how Celtic go about their business But it's all about this 8 point gap It's all about winning the league And if he does that comfortably He puts himself as front runner but again, Getting a Celtic manager Is a lot about pleasing the fans Straight from the off Before a ball's even kicked So when Brendan Rodgers came 12,000 fans turned out to welcome him You know and there was an excitement There was a real buzz Everyone you know loved the appointment And I think it's very hard to get that and when Neil Lennon I mean when When Neil walked out the The tunnel last night The roar from the Celtic fans Was incredible Now I, I don't know If you get that with many other people I, I think maybe Martin O'Neill If he had to come back You might get a reaction like that Neil Lennon You certainly get a reaction Instantly with the Celtic fans Other managers will be in the frame But The fans may take time To welcome them as much as it would mm. a guy like Neil Lennon who's a hero as it is already I know there was some unsavoury stuff at Tynecastle as well we'll look at that a bit later on in the show Paul what's your take on on what Neil Lennon needs to do then to, to get this job I, I think he just needs to uh, win win the treble but more so uh, win the league I think he needs to win the league uh, and I, I think he will win the league I think if he can uh, have uh, the dressing room fighting uh, and guys like Boyatan guys that you think will go away even the lone E guys as well if they buy into Neil Lennon I think that that will that should pretty much guarantee him the job I also think that Celtic need to learn a lesson from just as Matt was saying there about the, the 12,500 fans uh, turning up at Celtic Park to greet Brendan Rodgers now in hindsight, I think I don't think that was the best move. I think that uh, it was look, we were kind of looked on as lucky to have Brendan Rodgers. I think we need to get away from that. I think Neil Lennon is much more a kind of humble guy who's no as good with the press. He's no the the PR genius, uh, and he's much more. Uh, a manager for the club Paul just to say a quick thing I totally understand your disappointment That Brendan Rodgers has left the club In the manner and the timing of it And I think a lot of Celtic fans feel the same But you're talking about a guy That walked into your club Okay there were 12,000 people there to welcome He won 7 trophies He won 7 trophies You've got to remember that Yeah that's where it, that's where it's going to be interesting going forward Because I keep hearing this about Neil Lennon Given his past will be Better at setting Celtic up in Europe. That that that's the real hope, you know. Certainly from from fans like Paul. Um, but you know, it's easy to brush over the domestic dominance that, that Brendan Rodgers brought. Can Neil Lennon do that? That has to be the, the question. Well, if you're being honest, Neil didn't do it 
you know, when he was Celtic manager, had great success and great success in Europe, but he always found it hard. Well, if it was impossible, he didn't get a treble. Brendan Rodgers did that back to back. He's already got one third in the bag, eight points mm. clear. So uh, it's looking likely that a treble treble was on the card. So it, Neil Drake, he's got big shoes to fill. But at this moment, I think he's he's the right man to bring in someone who can carry on what Brendan Rodgers has installed in the first half of the season. Uh, thank you to Paul and Kirk and Tillich Boyces on Twitter. He says, hopefully Lenny will scrap this nonsense at the back. Bayata just can't cope with it. And the other defenders are not much better. Continually inviting pressure onto an already dodgy defence. Well, let's hear from him, Neil Lennon. He says he won't be making wholesale changes, but he did have this to say on the subject of playing out from the back. I'd like to stop that because we were lucky first half. You know, when we are inviting pressure... And I don't know if it was Nesmith who flashed one wide. And we just give encouragement that we didn't need to give. And then we're sloppy for, the, obviously, the penalty. But that's the way they are, you know, and I'm, I can't change that overnight. Um, maybe be a work in progress, but, you know, we just give hearts a lifeline. We didn't need to give. And, you know, didn't, didn't lose control of the game, but psychologically give them something to think about, you know, or hang on to. And, you know, we didn't need to do that. I think it's a point when Neil Lennon being a being a Hibs manager, he perhaps would have played in that uh, against Celtic. The fact that they will give you a chance and you press them really high up, there's every chance you nick it and you're right through and goal. So I think him now becoming Celtic manager, he realises having seen last night as well, obviously helps with Boyata the first half. Mm. You know, being the second half, he's thinking, no, I'm having none of that, and he's right. Doesn't it just happen overnight? But Celtic do. Invite a lot of pressure And I get it You try and drag teams out To play through them But You're You're going to end up Conceding goals Like they did last night I get that Gordon Deal, And I get I mean this is Boyce He's presumably a Celtic fan On Twitter Calling it an already Dodgy defence This year In 10 games Celtic have conceded twice One was a penalty Yes brought about By that mistake last night And one was Let's not go down that road again But the throw in Mm -hmm. uh, Against Motherwell At the weekend So that doesn't seem to fit with the narrative That the defence is dodgy No they're not um, That's a myth for me um, I know that they take risks Because they're put in the position They've got to take chances Gordon Because they do build from the back That was the Brendan Rodgers style Funny you should say I was watching the game last night And when I when I seen the IR incident And the penalty kick I'm thinking Neil Lennon right away Will come out and think I'm changing mm. that But it's been successful for him you know, if you look at, you've just rounded off their, their their clean sheets there and how many goals they've lost, the trophies that they've won playing that way. Yes, Neil will tweak one or two things, but I don't think it'll be big, big changes to the way Celtic play. Joe is in Crookston. Hi, Joe. Hi, guys. How you doing? Not too bad, Joe. What's your point tonight? I just want to phone up to talk about this league this year. It's probably the most exciting I can remember in a number of years. Um, it's had it all this season in terms of We've had Stevie Gerrard come in, we've had Rodgers go, we've had ups and downs, we've had turnings in the league. But last night's result was fantastic. That's the best result for me all season. Um, just three goals going in last night. See, when, you're, when you're watching that last night, you're thinking he's got to go off to a good start. Two tougher games he couldn't have had. You know, he's got hearts away, he's got hibs away, and you're thinking he just got off to a good start. So it was a nervous start. It was a nervous start to the game. Hearts, first 15, 20 minutes, I thought were, were all over us, really. But um, it's that result, just getting the three points. It didn't matter how we got it last night. That was my first point. And the other one was um, about Boyata. I would say, if you remember the way the Celtic fans felt towards Boyata after his treachery earlier on in the season, <laughs> um, 
the fact that he's 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 came good for us in the last two games. That was against Kilmarnock, that header done for Scott Brown's goal. And then last night that we dart forward to open up the space for Edward for the goal. For me he's redeemed himself. I was wondering what you think about that. Well the first point you make, um best result uh, of the season for yourself. I mean, short of going to Ibrox, Tynecastle is a place that is so tough and, and so hostile for Celtic to go to. For Neil Lennon to have that, he's his first game. And to win it in that manner, there's ways to win games like that. And for Neil to win it like that, I think, you know, after the 24 hour Celtic fans have, it's just made them, you know, want him as, as a manager even more. Um, but, it was, but if it you look at the other way, way if you look at it the other way, Mark, right, and yes, he won it in the last kick of the ball. But what happens if he'd have walked out there with a one-one and playing a hard side with ten men for forty odd minutes? Would it be the same story tonight? But he didn't. But he won it, and listen, but he, he won it. We we making changes as well. I said at the start of the show, Brendan Rodgers got praised time and time again for making changes at the right time and positive and switching things around. Mm-hmm. You know, Neil Lennon made changes And he put Edward on instead of Henderson In the hole And he left him there for 10 minutes Didn't work He shifted He shifted it about He then put Edward up He put Burke wide and Forrest in the hole And it started to work Burke started running at fullback So he made changes And, you know, he got his rewards And, and it might have been the last minute But he still got his rewards um, In terms of your second point about Boyata I, I, I think I was one of the ones who, who did say Publicly That I didn't think He should have played Again for the club After that Champions League Kind of betrayal But there's no doubt about it He has shown When he's came back That he is a top defender However He is still liable To give you a chance Like Shown last night With Stephen Naismith Joe Mm -hmm. No I would agree with you But at the same time I think a few pieces of the jigsaw Are clicking into place now For a lot of fans In terms of I mean you've seen Dembele All over Twitter Talking about You know His relationship with Rodgers And what was said I'm now starting to wonder what's been said to Bayata as well and wondering about what's going on in the background there. A lot of people getting um, accusations laid their direction, Dembele, Bayata, Peter Lawwell, and I'm now wondering if there's a common denominator and all that of what exactly, or who exactly was at fault in a lot of these situations that we've heard about. All the fans have automatically took Rogers' side, but I'm now starting to think maybe there was, there was more to it and some of these other sort of players in it um, need to be given a wee bit of different and the cold light of day, it looks a wee bit different for them. Would you agree? Very quickly. Well, yeah. Listen, I would because One you've got to. Yeah, you've got to because of the developments in the last mm. few days. But I don't think we'll ever find out the real truth behind it. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's hear from you, particularly uh, what you made of last night's win for Rangers at Ibrooks because we're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard after the travel with Cassie. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon Deal and Mark Wilson are here, so give us a call or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB on the subject of will Neil Lennon stop Celtic playing from the back? Anthony Harris tweeted in to say if you press Celtic like Rangers and Hearts did, we get forced into errors. The reason for all the clean sheets is we haven't been pressed since the Rangers game. And Robert is also a Celtic fan, but he says Lennon was in charge for 36 European games, won 15, lost 15, drew 6. His first crack at Europe, he got in the back door after Sion got kicked out. Rogers won more games in Europe than Lennon. He's not the man to take over for me. I've not heard too much of that, but that was Robert on Twitter. 0141 951 Now let's hear from you uh, your thoughts on the Rangers game last night. Stephen Gerrard's warning his players, they can't let their standards drop, even when they are... 
um, out of sight in a game. They beat Dundee 4-0 last night. Three of the goals came in the first half, but Gerard says there is still work to be done. We've done the job today in the first 25-30 minutes. I thought we were excellent, uh, playing with intensity and, and hunting the ball down, playing with a lot of energy and quality. And, and we got the job done very early. And then, obviously, at the second half, we completely dropped our standards. Didn't look like Rangers collectively or individually. Got sloppy, kept giving the ball away, kept making mistakes all over the pitch. And um, the second half wasn't enjoyable from the side. Um, I don't really think we enter- entertained the fans in the second half. So, really pleased with the first 45 minutes. Slightly disappointed with the second half, but thankfully Jermaine Defoe's made me feel a little bit better. It's frustrating because you know good teams, you know, top teams, they they have standards and they never really let them slip, or it's you know very, it's not very often they let them slip and they, they drop to them levels and. Um, if you compare the first 45 to the second, it's completely different. I thought we were outstanding for certainly half an hour, but very good for the first half. And then second half, I didn't really recognise us. Um, I made changes to protect certain people because we've got a, a huge game at the weekend. But even still, there's still good players going on to replace. And I just I didn't recognise us in the second 45. Yeah, I'd say I think he'll be delighted with another four goals. Uh, that's two fives and a four So he's obviously creating a lot of chances Scoring a lot of goals A clean sheet as well He's just keeping everyone on their toes Gordon That's what happens You know he's come now He's making sure the players are not slack They've got to keep going for 90 minutes He was saying there he had the luxury of Making a few changes And looking towards the weekend Yeah inside he'll be saying Right great three points for us Another four goals, clean sheet. We go to Aberdeen at the weekend, but I'm going to make sure we do not get carried away with the way we're playing and the goals we're scoring. We've got to make sure we're looking forward to the next game. We've got to start and play the same way. It's just good man management for me. It's an interesting option, a way of management, because a few weeks ago, when he wasn't happy, he was very public and criticised the players. And the players have responded, you've got to say. Beat Kilmarnock with five Hamilton with five Got their work done very quickly In both those games And then four Last night Work done very quickly again Starting well And okay the tail off But He's came out again And you know Saying he's not best pleased Well it seems I'm, to be working Mark Because we, we to be all, working but We were all debating uh, uh, Whether it was the right way to come out and I mean it probably but, has In the but, last couple of weeks Of course it has Gordon So what he's looking at there is He's praising his team at the same time But he's coming out and saying Right, we've got to keep that going for 90 minutes And, is, and he's quite right doing that And is that because then we, with I think everyone acknowledges that Rangers will face tougher tests than Hamilton and Dundee course, yeah. So what you do in those games Is you try and get yourself to such a level That when the tougher opponents do come along You're able to handle mm. those as well Yeah, but again last night We were chatting about it against Hamilton That it's only natural for players When they get into a zone And when they do their work As quickly as Rangers have done The past couple of games It's natural to take your foot off Off the gas I get what you're saying Gordon Yep they have to be at that level all the time But you're going to tail off When you're 3-0 up at Ibrox Cruising Not much of a challenge It's natural And the good thing is He's got a reaction From the off Very difficult to start slow And pick up He's got his Rangers team starting quickly these last three games. Jim's a Rangers fan in Kilmarnock on 01419511025. What pleased you the most last night, Jim? Ah, the performance in the first 45 minutes was phenomenal. Um, it was just the, the quick passing, the chances we were creating. It was, it was. I've never seen a Rangers team play like that for a very, very long time. And I don't know if it's just a coincidence, but for the guy Kamara come in the team 
he just looks at a different level, man. He's amazing. For 50 grand, that's the bargain I've ever seen. In my lifetime so far, so if he keeps up the way he's playing, to spend that guy for 50 grand is unbelievable. It's a great piece of business. And the job, you know, two points, the job that Stephen Gerrard's done within seven months, I've been in there and rebuilding a full squad, is it's just unbelievable. The guy's done a great job. It's just a delight at where the way we're playing just now. I'm, I can't see anybody beating us. We're still taking grinding out results against ten men against Hearts. We struggle. Hearts were lucky, not unlucky, not to be up to nothing. Um, the first twenty minutes, Hearts are grinding out results. Same against Kelly. They're just hanging on. That luck will run out after a wee while. Um, they couldn't beat Hearts ten men, and then the same last week at Kelly. They struggled to Jim, beat Kelly. Jim, I wouldn't get I wouldn't get carried away just now because I watched them against St Johnston. They were absolutely dreadful. Uh, hardly had the shot and goals, and should have lost the game at Ibrox. Yes, since then, Kilmarnock, of course, and uh, last night, the four goals as well in our five against Hamilton. Right. Yeah, good football, I thought, against Hamilton on the pitch, everybody talks about, I thought they were absolutely excellent, scored a lot of goals, performance last night, good as well. A lot of hard, hard games to come up. I wouldn't get carried away with saying how wonderful that Rangers are just now, because that's why I think that the Rangers manager is out publicly Stating we have to keep on, you know, on form. We have to keep on our toes. We have to make sure that every performance is a good one. He does not want to slip back to that St Johnston because he came in for a bit of criticism. So did his team and everyone concerned at Rangers. So that's why the manager's out warning his players. Look, don't get carried away. We just beaten Dundee and they blew Dundee away last night because the game was finished at, at half time. It was finished after thirty minutes, to be quite honest. And it was a case of how many. But they've got a lot of difficult, difficult games coming up. Gordon, you're saying there about the St Johnston game. Mm-hmm. We've scored three games, we've played, we've scored 14 goals. And the reason Stephen Gerrard's come out in that, see the last games that we've played, the games have been finished by half time. They've been, the games are finished, we've been up 2 3 nothing. So the games are finished, you're bringing that St Johnston game up. What about Aberdeen away? That's a hard game. We beat Aberdeen. Yeah, that, and that's the why I think that the Rangers managers. That's why I think he's keeping everybody on their toes. I don't think he's getting carried away. He's not coming out and shouting, well, wonderful. How many times have we uh, seen it this year with Rangers? They look like they're in real good form, and then bang, they hit a brick wall, and then they start again. I think the Rangers manager knows how important it is from now until the end of the season with the Scottish Cup game coming up against Aberdeen and obviously the run into the league. I think he's now keeping everybody sharp and on their toes by saying this is what we demand. This is what I love about the debates in this city, Mark, because we're getting the Rangers fans' perspective from Jim. So he's looking at Celtic's results, the last-minute winner against Kilmarnock, the last-minute winner against Hearts. And his take on that is... They're lucky and that luck's going to run out But a Celtics fan take on those results will be That's the sign of champions When you yeah. go to the grounds like that And, and, and grind yeah. out results So that, that's that's the world we live in Listen it is uh, I'm not just saying this because it's Celtic But if you look in any other league in Europe A sign of the winners They always get the job done You know whether that's the last minute Or they get their work done early They always get the job done So Celtic have done that uh, in recent weeks But uh, with Jim, I, I don't think Stephen Gerrard's done an unbelievable job at Rangers I think he's done a good job I think at the start in Europe I think particularly impressive Very impressive in fact Getting all the games with all that new squad However domestically, if you look at it Drop too many points you, you know, and then the League Cup semi-final You know, I thought that was poor as well Going out to Aberdeen You know, he's got the Scottish Cup A tough game away to Pataudry Now, I, a lot of the season hinges on that That's that's a, 
a very very tough game For Steven Gerrard to negotiate And games like St Johnson A couple of weeks ago They probably should have lost that game Now they've come back with a bang But Gordon's right Rangers need a period that they go Five, six, seven games With winning Like they have been the past three games And then you can go Yeah that's that's a reasonable sign uh, You know that he's, he's progressed Rangers But if you're going Three games And then like Gordon says Bang A result comes out of the blue That they've stepped backwards Then at the end of the season It's all going to add up To question marks over Stephen Gerrard Jim talk to me a bit more About Glenn Kamara you, you, You're you full of praise for him Talking about the 50 grand And you're right At the moment It certainly looks like An absolute steal D- Does that even surprise you? What, what what did you think When you heard about The Glenn Kamara signing And, and the fact that it was coming in In January Is he surpassing your expectations? Aye um, I'm just touching something Mark Please before I speak to him about that um, he, can't, he doesn't think Gerrard's done a phenomenal job He got to his the group stages of Europe He signed 19 players And we're still in with a chance of winning the league He said it was a good job I, Just not a phenomenal I, job I, as you I, said I, Jim I said in Europe With that group of players that he brought in All the players to get to where he did in Europe Thought it was very impressive But domestically I think he's done a good job Not, a, not an unbelievable job um, Glenn Kamara um, I didn't really know much about Glenn Kamara um, I watched him on YouTube But I also watched Peña and Herrera on YouTube So I wasn't getting too carried away <laughs> But the performances that I've seen him It looks good But at early stages He's, still, he's got to date consistently To be a Rangers player A Celtic player um, To reach the next level But I think Going by what I've seen so far I hope he can keep it up But he looks a really good player I think he's got off to a great start I watched his debut against St Johnston And I said there earlier It was a real poor performance But he was the one guy that stood out um, and I was very surprised at that because you were thinking this is his debut. Sometimes you know if the team's not playing well, it's a hard, hard game for you. But I thought the boy was excellent, and I think what's helped him obviously last night against his old team, he pops up with the first goal after two minutes. Didn't really it was sell the it. First club goal he's ever scored. Is that right? I didn't know that, is Gordon. It? But it was a good goal. But he seemed to. He's he's a guy that just looks like he's been at the club for a long time. He's fit it in perfectly mm. to the way that Stephen Gerrard wants to play. Grant's also a Rangers fan from Cumbernauld. Hi, Grant. How are you doing? Um, I was just listening to the, the last caller there. Um, I agree with some of the things he's saying, but I think I think as Rangers fans, I don't think we're really getting any right to sort of judge Celtic's results now or our performances or our, our luck, as, as was commented on there, with the, with the daft points that we've, we've dropped this season. I was on a couple of weeks ago and I said to you just after the St Johnson game that eight points for me the league's over um, unless something drastic was to happen um, like, well obviously regarding Celtic and Rangers were to carry on their consistency just now um, but I don't I, I generally don't believe but, well Rangers have bounced back well but at the same time we're talking about a Hamilton team that are fighting the allegation a Dundee team that are fighting the allegation we hammered Kilmarnock probably because they were down to my foot down to 10 men so early on. Um, this, this Aberdeen game on Sunday, regardless of their 2 0 defeat last, last night, it, this is, it's still a step up in game. It's still going to be a tougher game than what we've really bounced back with. The game, I think. It's going to be an absolute cracker mm. Because Rangers are in form Aberdeen aren't Especially at home Aberdeen have been terrible recently That said We know what, what that fixture can be like It's been a bit of a mixed bag Between the two this, this season Well the one thing I think We'll get Gordon Is bags of entertainment I think it'll be a terrific game on Sunday um, I think Rangers will go up there Fully confident 
the way they played the last time as well before getting the winner. Uh, Aberdeen obviously so disappointed in the result last night and you've got to give Hamilton a lot of credit to go up there and get a 2-0 victory when you're fighting for your lives. Absolutely brilliant for Brian Rice and the team. But I think we're in for an absolute cracker. And I've got to say, the way Rangers are playing, the goals that they're scoring, if they go up there with that forum, I think they've got better players than Aberdeen and I think they will get through the next round. Well, I think both of them will go into it thinking this is our only realistic chance of silverware this season. So that, that just makes for a fantastic game. Always good games at Pataudry. So both teams, you would think, would go for it. Have to go with Daz again. Don't like agreeing with him. But if Rangers play... <laughs> no one does. The way that they have been playing with their players in form, then they should win the game. Because Aberdeen recently, um, especially at home, uh, have, haven't been up to much. So... Um, I expect Rangers to go up there and, and win that one and go through to the next round and and then it gets interesting because you get down to the nitty gritty for Steven Gerrard and, and Rangers become closer to winning that trophy that they, they long for. Final word to you, Grant. Absolutely. As I say, I'll put, I'll put my record line here and predict another Rangers win, probably another 4-2 because compared to a few weeks ago, it was, it was obviously three points. This is a cup tie, it's a quarter-final. They've got a chance at a, a hand in semi and... You feel as if both teams are probably going to go more gung-ho for it. Um, but I just feel as if, obviously, as I say, we have bounced back since the St. Johnson game, but I still feel that this is probably our toughest game, our toughest picture since then. So we just need to be careful, keep our feet in the ground. Great stuff. Thank you to Grant in Cumbernauld. Clyde One. The Cash Register. With wholesale domestic bathrooms. Service, style and value. That'll get you talking. Yes, we are finally back to winning ways on the cash register. I say finally, it was a whole one day that we had the winning run come to an end, but we are back to winning ways. Here's what happened earlier when Stuart called Nicky. I've just got engaged, so it'll be <sighs> Amazing. What's who's the lucky person then? Niall Sutcliffe. He's actually in the office too, so Go and tell Niall. Does he know? I Can did. he tell from your I looks? Yeah. He's very happy. Mark Wilson, you walked into the studio earlier on and told me you're jealous of all the, <laughs> yeah. all the money that has been given away day, on the cash register. It's been incredible. It does return across the Hits Network Scotland tomorrow and it is Mega Friday. George will reveal another big cash amount at 8am on Bowie at Breakfast. Make sure you're listening. Now to enter, it is so simple. Even Gordon Dale could handle this. Text yes to 61025. That is yes to 61025. It's £2 to play plus your standard message rate. You must be over 18. Uh, the full T's and C's and online entry are on our website. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. Get your calls in or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. Uh, we're going to hear from Sheila, who's in Cardonald. Let's speak to Sheila. What's your thoughts tonight, Sheila? Hi there. Um, I promise I'm going to let this go. I was very upset at the way Brendan <laughs> Rodgers um, left Celtic. It's only a few days and in, Sheila. You're, you're still fine. You don't need to let it go just yet. Oh, no, no. I will let it go because I'm absolutely delighted with Neil Lennon and that definitely compounded it last night. I think what it is, is that Neil um, Brendan Rodgers was a consummate communicator, but now I think his sincerity and the substance of what everything he said has been called into doubt. But I was wondering if you guys have any information around the circumstances. Um, was it Lester who insisted that he make his way down there immediately? Was it him or was it the board that were willing to take the £6 million 
um, because they felt they had they they could coast it for the rest of the season. Well, the interesting thing is Brendan Rodgers' press conference is going to be tomorrow, mm. so we expect to hear from him. However, the latest reports to come out of England, Mark, of the Leicester area, were that. He did have the option And he did have the option to stay if he wanted to And, and he decided to go at the moment Yeah, I, I find that amazing That he makes that decision to go um, I think I'm with the majority of the Celtic fans That that if he had that option Then it just Like Sheila says It calls into question everything he said Now if he was given an ultimatum You know, take this job or we'll find someone else And he took it I think that's still bad enough But if he's been given the option Then you start thinking Oh the thing about this my dream job And the sky is blue in Scotland And that every day I, I, You know It's magnificent here Then you go Really? Was he really thinking that? And I get that he's getting offered Seven million quid a year Or whatever Fantastic But To, to let you know, the Celtic fans, the board, the players down. And that that's a big thing. The players as well. The players loved working with him. So he's let them down. You know, they're one day gone the next. No regard for them. You know, it's always about the group of players and I love this squad and we're trying to make them better and try to build something. But he's left them. With one day's notice, mm. no warning. And I think that's can a disappointing I, thing. Sheila. Can I say something? Of course you can. Um, it has been implied before that he's a bit of a narcissist. But a narcissist kind of does things without caring what people think. And I and he has let um, the support down. And I can understand that it's a, a short-lived job and it's motivated by self-interest um, and money. But he has, he's actually, I can't actually believe he's undermined the legacy he was going to leave. Honestly, if he'd gone in the summer, he would have gone with our best wishes. Van Dyke did, Wanyama did, Henrik did, and we were all proud of what they achieved. But now he's absolutely sullied it. And I, as far as I'm concerned, he better not set foot inside Parkhead. And I must say one other thing. In no way do I condone the singing about him dying. That's too, that, as I said, I'm letting it go. But that is absolutely mm. disgusting and people should be ashamed, totally ashamed of that. Well, so Sheila's just acted as the perfect bridge between the last topic and, and what we were about to go on to. So, uh, yeah, well done for that. And uh, I must say, I'm glad that it was narcissist was what she said because no. I had me worried a little bit but I, very <laughs> Sheila's too polite for that sort of thing the banner last night you traded immortality for mediocrity never a Celt always a fraud Sheila saying you know hope he doesn't ever set foot in Celtic Park again um, it's, it's become pretty clear the way most Celtic fans feel yeah I think uh, Celtic fans are so disappointed Gordon um, yes we've all got an opinion on it I sort of agree a lot of uh, what Mark was saying there about you know, he's come out talking about being a Celtic fan and whatever, and he wanted to work with these players, and he was here for the long run. But he decided to go. But you've you've got to remember, he was good for Celtic. He was good for Celtic. He won seven trophies. You cannot take that away from him. As much as the fans, you know, the banners I thought last night, I don't think that's needed. I don't think the, the songs are disgusting. Brendan, well, the banner and the song are very different to yeah. be fair though, aren't they? So let's let's move yeah. on. Let's move but, on to that because Sheila makes a very good point. Gary's saying the same thing on Twitter. Gary says more off-field nonsense um, after my own team singing songs about Brendan Rogers. I the guy's been shown to be a snake, but come on, know where the line is. So there are a couple of aspects to this. Police Scotland are investigating reports of sectarian singing at Tyne Castle as well as coin throwing. 
from the Celtic end during the game last night. You probably saw it on television. It landed, I think it landed just short of yeah. Zlamal, the Hearts goalkeeper. <coughs> um, Sheila was referring to a, a clip which has appeared on social media, I think it was before the game, of fans singing songs wishing death, essentially, on Brendan Rodgers. This, of course, on the back of a whole host of examples. And by the way, I'm not going to run through them all. And that doesn't mean I'm picking and choosing. It doesn't mean we've got it in for your team or your sets of fans. We all know the incidents that we're talking about over the last couple of weeks. Here we are again. Yeah, what are we doing? Exactly. Well, that's a question. What is going on in in our society that people actually think that's acceptable? So, I mean, we're we're purely talking about Celtic here because it was last night and it's it's out there for all to see. Celtic have got a problem in terms of they can't control a certain group uh, of supporters who continually let the club down. Now I don't know how you do it but I must say I've got to take my hat off To whoever videoed the footage in the pub We chat about self-policing And whoever's videoed it Has put it up online for all to see And you can only commend them for doing that Because Yeah but sometimes these things are there. put up As if to say look how brilliant we are mm-hmm. Well I would hope Yeah Just perhaps, sometimes but, and... Yeah I would hope that they put it out there As self-policing It's very difficult to go and And you know say Celtic fans are doing wrong When you're uh, in there alongside them So I'm taking it that that person put the video on and put it up for all to see. Um, how you control it is is beyond me. Peter Lawwell has has got a tough job in controlling us because it's time and time again, and in a week where the focus is is going to be on the Celtic mm. fans and especially at Tynecastle, why? Would you give anybody the opportunity to bring the club yeah. down again? And they certainly have done. And do you know what, Gordon? I'll be completely honest because quite often I will just disregard stuff like this. I don't like the attention seeking element of it. Um, but right now, while we're on air, I'm having a flick through the, the Twitter comments and there is sectarian abuse being directed at one of you two on Twitter as if that Against is. Against Mark, that is absolutely. Well, that's the thing. Listen, I know we like to have a laugh on a Thursday night, but th- th- this is serious. For what it's worth, it is. It is towards Mark, right? What was it? I so, thought it was me, actually. Right, so the point I'm trying to make is why Why do we continually think that this is acceptable language t- to use? It's not acceptable, Gordon. It's not acceptable. And Mark was saying there about Peter Lawwell's got a real tough job. I think society, Scottish football's got a real tough job. We witnessed last night again, and I'm not just having a go, it was only because it was last night. Some... Lunatic decides to throw another coin. Mm, yeah. When is it going to stop? Was it? Did someone has have to lose an eye before people realise this has to stop? Yes, the singing is out of order. The banners, whatever mm. they have to do, but throwing coins at players is absolutely mm. lunatics. Jim's in Bears Den. What do you make of all this, Jim? Hi, panel. Uh, uh, Jim from Bears Den. Yeah. Hi, Jim. Uh, first time caller, by the way. So um, I'm just going to turn the lights are down and. My wife's curry here. I'm just, uh, uh, I'm John to Road, be proud of me here. Waiting a curry for the wife here. It's, uh, all right, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, um, it's about behaviour, yeah. So, uh, I used to go to both Ibrooks and Parkhead, and, um, the, I used to take the two boys with me as well, and the individuals who go there, sometimes they, they don't seem to be watching the game. It's like, you know, and the stewards seem to, well, just seem to be putting up with it, and, the fans seem to be putting up with it as well. It's a sort of acceptance. Um, and I think as if the surrounding fans are, are sort of used to it. It's, uh, you know, you're there to be entertained. I think Gordon said earlier on, that's what you're there for. Uh, you know, it should be, should not be left to the fans to call it out. It should be left to people who are actually 
you know, they're actually in control. So fans and stewards need to get into this. And uh, the kids, they, they're sometimes going to take it back to school, no matter what the parents say. So, you know, I think it's uh, something that uh, we need to sort of address. Yeah, I, th- I think Jim's obviously right, Mark, in terms of you, there's a, it's going to have to be a, there are going to be many aspects to this solution. You you hope that you can educate people to realise that that's not acceptable, but then you want the people who are in positions of, of you know authority, whether it's police or stewards, you want them to do more. You want clubs to do more. Mm. There's no one, there's no one magic solution to this. No, it's going to have to be no. a, a team effort, if you like. Yeah, of course it is. Um, I made the point a couple of weeks ago, similar to what Jim's saying there, is that the football games are some of the most heavily policed uh, and attended by, you know, hundreds of stewards at times. The Occasions that you'll get And I'm with Jim at this time The stewards sometimes sitting 10 yards In police 10 and 20 yards away from these people Who are chanting these things Throwing coins Yet nothing seems You don't see anybody getting pulled Out like We had the chat If you go into a supermarket And say something sectarian It's unacceptable You don't see anybody getting pulled out of crowds And you've got that police presence there I don't see why nothing is done about it Big thank you to Jim and Bears then. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. The highlight of many people's week. That's when Mark Wilson and Gordon DL show attempt to show off their footballing knowledge on Beat the Pundit. Your chance to take them on and win yourself a signed ball. If you fancy it tonight, 01419511025. Do it now, do it quick, because you only have until the news at seven o'clock. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've been looking back on all the big talking points from last night, so let's continue doing that. Arguably, result of the night, Hamilton Ackies against Aberdeen. There's now as big a gap between Aberdeen and Rangers as there is between Rangers and Celtic. So, is that it? Is it official? Is it Is it a two horse race Can Aberdeen Possibly catch Rangers Is that that done and dusted Well you tell us And a bit of a ticket Debacle Between Kilmarnock And Motherwell uh, Following that postponement Motherwell have made Quite a big gesture To their fans tonight We'll tell you all about that A bit later on Beat the pundit With goals In the Scottish Sun The SPFL And EPL Latest Every Monday Wednesday And Saturday Beat the pundit time Mark Wilson and Gordon DL Have been studying hard all day I'm sure uh, Gary from <laughs> Cumbernauld Is going to be up against one of them How are you tonight Gary? Aye fine Brand yeah. Good stuff Do you fancy your chances? Did you sit there all week Waiting for Thursday night Because it thought It would give you the best opportunity? Um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not so sure I'm <laughs> after one So I'll start Oh, there we are well, That's a good way to start your, your day off isn't it If you can get the, the victory uh, Heads oh, it's going to be Mark that. Wilson Tails it's Gordon DL And it's heads Mark Wilson Up against Gary From Cumbernauld It's the Cumbernauld Derby Oh It's oh, 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 tense <laughs> Where in Cumbernauld are you Gary? Mm-hmm. Uh, just run the corner oh, Get in I and get a the corner. <laughs> I'll tell you what Gary I'll get Mark to drop off the sign ball On his way home Alright oh, so We'll aye, give, we'll give Mark some Clyde 2 in his ear So that he doesn't know What we're saying And we'll get the clock Up and running Gary you've got 30 seconds You're head to head with Mark Remember you can pass Here's your chance To beat the pundit You ready? Right Who was sent off For Hearts last night? Pass In the 90s Which Scottish pop group Sponsored Clyde Bank? Wait 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 Why was last night's Kilmarnock Motherwell game Abandoned? Fog Who scored Rangers opener Last night against Dundee? 
Artist David Shrigley designed which Scottish team's mascot? Who was the last team to win the Scottish League Cup for the first time? So it was the first time they did it. Oh, pass. <laughs> okay, rope. Let me bring Mark Wilson back. Mark, are you with us? Yes. I'm same, back. same set of questions to you. You ready? Yeah. Yep. Who was sent off for Hearts last night? Brandon. In the nineties, which Scottish pop group sponsored Clyde Bank? Wait, wait, wait. Why was last night's Kilmarnock Motherwell game postponed? Fog. Who scored Rangers opener against Dundee last night? Kamara. Uh, artist David Shrigley designed which Scottish club's mascot? Partick Thistle. Who was the last team to win the Scottish League Cup for the first time? Aberdeen. Oh, no, 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 no. Ask me again, ask me again. <laughs> It's quite, I think that's quite Not a confusing Ross question Kenny. <laughs> Gary, what do you make of the converse, uh, the competition? Oh, I get hammered Let's find out if Mark Wilson's delivering uh, the sign ball tonight or not The first question was this Who was sent off for hearts last night? It was Jamie Brandon Deserved? Was that a deserved send? Oh, yeah, I thought so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Think so? Yeah, I, I mean, at the time, said right away. That's that's got to be a red. All right, moving on. In the nineties, which Scottish pop group sponsored Clyde Bank? You both got it right. Oh, wet, wet, wet. Yes. Got to be. In you it. remember yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so two one after two questions. Why was last night's Kilmarnock Motherwell match abandoned? It was the fog. So Mark Wilson has got all of his correct so far. Three two to Mark Wilson. Strong stuff. Who scored oh. Rangers opener? It was Glenn Kamara. Mark Wilson continues four <laughs> two to Mark Wilson. Uh, artist David Shrigley designed which Scottish club's mascot? It was Partick Thistle. Gary knew that one as well. This is a it's a good match. Good five to Mark Wilson and three to Gary. Mark has got every single question right so far. Yeah, but don't, don't worry, we'll get Aberdeen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who was the last team to win the Scottish League Cup for the first time? So when they won it, it was the first time they had ever won it. The answer was not Aberdeen. It was Ross County. Oh, it was, it was almost a clean well. sweep. Gary, he's, uh, he's got enough in the tank tonight Five to Mark, three for you It was a decent effort, but he's pipped you And I'm afraid you won't be getting a visit from him With the sign ball tonight Thank God for that <laughs> <laughs> Oh lucky Gary, well played right. Well job, said man. Gary Gary can go on and enjoy his night Without fear that Mark Wilson's going to turn up at the door <laughs> And, listen, and given, given your history You would probably deliver the ball And then you'd be looking for a tip off that, wouldn't you? Exactly, you know, so. of course Take yeah, what you can get, Gordon Excellent tonight, I must say Oh, I was impressive I, yeah, yeah, I've been studying all day In the hope that I would get called up So, there you go They were quite easy though, were they not? Mm. Oh, listen, don't, don't ruin my my five out of six And I should have got six Why did I say Aberdeen? Don't know Anyway Do you know what's annoying as well? The last question What was what it? What was it? Was going to, oh, do you want me to give you the other ones Just to see how you would have gone? Just go, quickly go. I'll go for it Who's have the it. most booked player In the Scottish Premiership this season? Shinny, Shinny. Nope oh. Lewis Ferguson Ah so is And who This is the one specifically for Mark Who plays <laughs> at Palmerston? Oh QS <laughs> Magnificent Right 01419511025 We're going to go over All the big talking points uh, From last night You can tweet us also At Clyde SSB Let's get straight back To the phone lines Because Kenny Is a Motherwell fan From Motherwell How are you tonight Kenny? I'm fine Gordon How are you? Not too bad Kenny You, you on about this uh, Ticket situation? Yeah we were at the game Last night um, Myself My wife My daughter £66 to get in um, obviously the game got called off We left the stadium Was handed three vouchers And then my daughter contacted me today To say the game was Rearranged for Saturday And we had to pay to get in So 
had a wee laugh to myself about that, and then went to Manor Football Club. They explained to me that the voucher wouldn't be in use, it would be a £5 charge. Although I tried to say to myself, £66 last night and £15 Saturday, but somebody that doesn't go to the games can now go to the game for £15. So then received a tweet from Motherwell to say that they are going to pay the £5 for every voucher that's handed into Kilmarnock, yeah. which I think is a fantastic gesture in this day and age. Yeah, it really well, is, Kenny. Let's let us let us just make sure everyone is aware of the story in case they haven't. You've obviously got a vested interest in it. Motherwell and go down to Kilmarnock last night, as Kenny quite rightly says. The game's abandoned just into the second half. You've all been there before. Usually you get a voucher, which usually guarantees you free entry to when the game is rearranged. By the way, that game's been rearranged for this Saturday. Mm-hmm. So straight up, a, a sensible decision. They were both idle because of the cup. They're going to replay it this Saturday at Rugby Park. However, as Kenny quite rightly says the voucher now doesn't get you in for free so even if you were there last night you have to pay a fiver to get in and if you weren't there last night you still need to pay a fiver to get in so if you weren't there and you fancy going at the weekend you think oh, great I've won a watch but all the fans who traipsed down there last night now have to pay another fiver what? to get in yeah, why? ridiculous well, that's, listen it's Kilmarnock's home game it's up to them they've not spoken publicly at as to specifically why that is however the story has now taken on a new turn tonight because Mother will have agreed to pay for all their fans oh, to go. So Mother are going to cover all the fivers. Um which Gordon is is great because in football there's always this feeling that fans are fans are the last thought, you know, and that, that clubs need to do more f- to look after their fans, especially because tickets are so expensive and so on. So that on the face of it seems like a very good gesture from Motherwell. Not a very good, fantastic gesture, you've got to say. Bit disappointed with Kamarnock. Um, you know, I can understand if they want to reduce the prices for supporters who weren't there last night. But the guys, that, especially Motherwell fans that have travelled down there, Kenny said there, 66 quid going on a Wednesday night, mm. travelling as well. It's a lot of money and the game's abandoned. You'd expect Kilmarnock to say, turn up with your voucher on Saturday, come in and enjoy the game. So, disappointed with Kilmarnock, they'll have their own reasons. But absolutely delighted with Moan Club. Yeah, Fantastic. It, it, Shows a, a bit of class. But well done to Motherwell. It, but it's a shame also for Motherwell that they're going to be out of pocket for a game that's an away game. You know, they're doing the right things for the fans. It's brilliant. Great gesture. But they're out of pocket. I'm guessing what Kilmarnock, in terms of costs and stewarding and things, that must be why. But an odd situation. But well done, Motherwell, because they've done the right thing there. Uh, Kenny, I mean, I've seen... Mullow fans like yourself, a lot have been on Twitter and so on. Clearly, yeah. were outraged by the initial, the initial decision. Yeah, uh, last night was a joke. I mean, you couldn't see. I was in the away stand, and you could only see by the eighteen-yard box is that goal in front of us. And the referee decided to start the game, and that's when everybody started doing because you could not see. Plus, they put us to the back of the stand, and the student wouldn't allow us to move down to the front of the stand. So you might get a slightly better view. But the game should actually just been cancelled at half time. There was no way that fog was going to last. I was I was very lucky, Kenny. I wished I had your number because I was all res- ready to go down to uh, Kilmarnock last night. Had my Willie Pettigrew uh, strip and my scarf on, and I was walking out the door and I received a phone call from a good friend down at Rugby Park who said to me the fog was horrendous. Well, that's a lie because it wasn't horrendous before the game. Yeah, so was, you've just Kenny's you've blown due. your cover. No, 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 no. Well, it was coming down. Right, was right. it? And he said it was going to be nah, horrendous. I don't I'm think sure so. that was his words. And Kenny said there the game shouldn't have been started, Gordon. 
So I saved myself a lot of money with travelling. Kenny, not like we're not buying it. Money, <laughs> not buying it for one minute. But Kenny, what? How do you feel about the gesture that Mother will have have produced for you and your fellow fans tonight? Because football clubs do tend to get a bit of a, you know, a bad rap when it comes to tickets. It will probably set Mother back a, a couple of thousand, a few thousand pounds. So it's it's a. It, it, it's, a, it's an easy PR win for them Because the fans will be delighted surely Yeah, well it was just under 700 there last night So that's the tickets they'll pay for Or £5 and 700 times To give to Kilmarnock And I phoned Kilmarnock today They said that they have a cost And I asked them if their season ticket holders Were paying in on Saturday And they couldn't answer that question So I don't see why a season ticket holder Should get in free but they're going to charge people who have travelled down. Spent good money at their pie stalls and things like that as well. Daz has probably had a few pies in there right enough. <laughs> that's, that's a certainty. <laughs> What's that? I've had a few pies in there, that's for sure. Not, not with this physique. You don't, get, oh. you don't eat pies when <laughs> Kenny, you're looking you're right about the season tickle. That's a great point you make. I think I think there's a situation there for Kilmarnock to do the right thing. And, you know, it's it's county light now. Everybody knows the situation to, to say, listen, Motherwell... Keep that money to yourselves Or put it to a charity Or put it to your foundation Because if they're not charging Their own season ticket holders Why Kenny's right Why should they charge guys Who've paid like 66 quid Like him I mean my understanding The clubs were in a bit of dialogue the, This afternoon to, to sort of see what could what, what could be done about it Mother are taking control Of their side of things Listen it is Kilmarnock's home fixture They are well within the rights They're not breaking any rules They're within the rights To do what they want with it Motherwell are, are trying to look after their own uh, travelling fans on that one. It's 01419511025. Uh, and on Twitter, we are at ClydeSSB. Um, we're going to speak to Will, who is a Kilmarnock fan from Govan. And I think he might be able to shed some light on Kenny's last point there, Will. Hi there. Um, yeah, it was just, just to confirm um, the season ticket holders are, 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 are being told that they need to pay the £5 as well. All right, okay. Um, and don't get me wrong, Kilmarnock fans will. The Kilmarnock fans are not. Some of us are not happy about it either. Um, I don't. I don't know why the season ticket holders need, need to pay five pounds as well. And we're 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 as much in the dark as well. We don't know why. I, I think Matt's right. I think the the Kilmarnock may be looking at the costing of the game and sort of gone. I mean, that has to be what it is. But... Yeah, yeah, but it's still not right. And if you're a season ticket holder. And you've not got the full game last night You're entitled to it If you're a Motherwell fan that's travelled down there Spent money You're entitled to the game The only other way I can look at it is If someone's not been there last night And comes along Saturday Then charge them the price that You would normally charge for a game But you can't keep going back to the fans And saying right You have to fork out It's hard enough going and watching Mm. football And it's more expensive So I think it's uh, Even the season ticket holders At Kilmarnock will not be happy with us And Kilmarnock for for a couple of years now Have struggled To get their attendance Up And for The first time in a long time Fans are actually paying And renewing season tickets To go and see them Under Steve Clark And you run the risk <laughs> A poor crowd On Saturday If you're Charging your own season ticket holders £5 to get in It's not their fault mm. So go on right They're entitled to go there And get it under their season ticket Because they weren't They didn't see anything <laughs> On Wednesday night So you know It's a, it's a strange one I get it will cost Kilmarnock But sometimes Things are out of your control And I think you should Look after the fans Who <laughs> You know Put good money Into going to watch this season uh, Well last time I checked I don't th- What level of Official communication Has there been from Kilmarnock? Um, it's, o- it's only really been Through 
Twitter and through social media. Um, there's not been, not been like anything. A statement or anything. Not really any any official statement or anything. It's just been sort of underlining the fact that season ticket holders, as well as the away fans, who who all have a voucher, they'll be paying five pounds. Are you a season ticket holder yourself, Will? No, I'm not. Um, basically, like just because because I basically live and work through and through in Glasgow, and mm-hmm. that, I just I just pay basically any weekend I can get down. I just pay the pay the gate fee, pay at the gate, or I pay for a ticket on the day. Yeah, I mean, I assume you know some season ticket holders though who'll be. I, I guess you can't speak on behalf of everyone. Are they all a bit disappointed in this? Oh yeah, yeah. Because um, even at that, there's the Facebook page as well, and the Kamarnock fan page, and Kamarnock fans are certainly, but based based on what I can see on Facebook, they're not very happy about it because obviously the, the, we do season ticket holders we fork out a lot. I know. It's, 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 it's we're, we're not the biggest team in Scotland, but it's still it's a lot of money to fork out for for football every mm. Saturday. And then, of course, if you're like myself and you're paying paying weekend, if you're paying for any time you go down, it's over twenty pounds per game. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to blame every no point finger. Come be interesting to hear the, how this develops tomorrow whether whether we do hear some communication just generally there is there is nothing worse so many fans who listen to this show and phone in there's nothing worse than when you feel like your your team hasn't got your back when it comes to these types of things I think everybody ag- agrees that clubs should be doing everything they can to help with the cost because it's extortionate for people yeah I do agree with that and I think that's why it's a terrific gesture from Motherwell Football Club to look after those the fans that travelled down there on a Wednesday night and were disappointed with the game being cancelled, obviously because of the fog. But at least they're not forking out any more money and Mother will have covered that. It'll be interesting to see how uh, well Command will respond to this. And I've actually got some breaking news for you on the show because it's that, being selfish, it's actually great for us because that game's now on on Saturday. So it means we've got an extra game because we're a bit short this, hmm. this weekend. So where were you originally down to go? Dumbarton and Abroth because it, because it is we're struggling for for top flight games this week. So you were down to do Dumbarton. Mm-hmm. I'm pleased to tell you, you're still going to Dumbarton. But Roger Hannah's getting the Motherwell game. <laughs> I'm <laughs> over the moon with her, right? <laughs> yeah, because I don't. I, I'm, I, I, sure you, uh, <laughs> I'm sure you. Over the moon. <laughs> Hold uh, on, I'm going to this <laughs> I, I get locked in there last night. <laughs> <I remember. laughs> the lights went out. Uh, why do you think you're going back? Oh, oh, I've got it all Good. figured out. We're getting at least twenty minutes more daylight than we no. did the last time you went, so you'll be fine. And listen, that was Mark Wilson's. That's Mark Wilson's <laughs> last club that you're talking about. See, no, so I was so excited. I thought I was like, yes. <laughs> well, thanks to the guys bringing us up to speed on the ticket situation I want to look at that Aberdeen game last night What a win for Hamilton Ackies So what did it do for the pitcher at the bottom? And what did it do for the pitcher at the top? Do Aberdeen have any chance of catching Rangers now? Or is that it over? You tell us 01419511025 And the full time teaser is next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here Let's clarify something Because we're doing a bit of digging during the break They're looking at Kilmarnock's Twitter feed They say that season tickets are valid for Saturday's match So the great thing about this is You just blame the messenger You blame Will, the Kilmarnock <laughs> fan Who got his wires crossed <laughs> fault, uh, So our apologies to the good people of Kilmarnock Season tickets are valid 
for Saturday's match so there we go that should hopefully keep us out of trouble 01419511025 is the number you need let's hear from you I've got a full time teaser come on yep and I'll be interested to see if you can come up with some of these now it's been sent in tonight by Dale Handley Dale sent it to fulltime at clyde1.com that's the address you need if you want to send a question in and the question is this can you name the starting 11 that Neil Lennon picked for his final game of his first spell at Celtic Oh Mark That's easy for you How's that easy for me I wasn't there Can you name the starting 11 That Neil Lennon picked In the final game Of his first spell At Celtic If you really If it makes any difference What year was it It was a 3-1 win At Hibs. home To Dundee, Dundee United, United. <laughs> 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 We're off to a good start Grand game It was a 3-1 win at home To Dundee United Ah <sighs> Who's your goalie? We're looking for the starting 11 The, the last Goalie's starting 11 Forster That Neil Lennon picked Yes Right, Fraser Forster I'm going to take two guesses each from you Wanyama must be in it No Fuck. Well, he might not be in it Lustig Yes oh, Gordon Deal. Oh, hold on um, Is it Geary? No You're absolutely hopeless at this I'm doing alright, yeah <laughs> 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 Alright you can play along on Twitter with I'll us. get the Hibs team You get Celtic <laughs> Bear in mind it wasn't Hibs They played by the way oh, <laughs> I'll get the Dundee United one as well then <laughs> uh, You can play along with us At Clyde SSB We're looking for the starting 11 The final starting 11 That Neil Lennon picked In his first spell It was a 3-1 win Against Dundee United The final day Of the 13-14 season They've got Fraser Forster And Mikel Lustig Forrest. So far <laughs> Must be Out the blue no. Forest <laughs> no, Run them by Forrest. me first Before you shout out Would you? Right let's get back to the phones 01419511025 Here's the thing Aberdeen's result last night It really shakes things up at the bottom It gives Hamilton Ackies a huge boost What does it do at the top? Do Aberdeen have any chance of second place now? No No Definitely uh, no, not No I always thought that Rangers would finish second And Aberdeen's form this season has been up and down and that was a terrible result if you're an Aberdeen fan and connected with Aberdeen. A great result for Hamilton, especially after coming in for a little bit of the criticism that Brian Rice came under with his comments after the Rangers game, uh, getting beat in the manner which he did, uh, 5-0, going on 6. Um and to go to Aberdeen last night, nobody gave them an absolute prayer to get a result up there. And they deserved it. And you've mm. got to say, the boy Oakley's goal was sensational. Are you, are you giving it the Van Basten-esque? Mm. Does it, is it worth that? Van Basten, Basten-esque. Not quite as good, but I, I mean... Did he mean it? What? Oh, oh, of course. Yeah. No, just, of just course. I tell yeah. you what, it's got to be up there for goal of the season. It, it's an incredible goal. And like Gordon says, Brian Rice... Didn't know how he'd take to being uh, a manager, being out there on his own. Took a, a real sore one against Rangers, but um, what a result is going up to Pataudry. I mean, the problem with Aberdeen is their home form this season has been pretty poor. Mm. On the road, I think they've been I think okay. It's no wins in seven at home. Yeah, on the road, I don't think it's a problem. But well, one sorry, but um, your home form's always the one that you bank on. Aberdeen throughout the years and Derek McInnes's years have always been so good at home, um, and this season they've been so poor. So that's I'm with Daz. I think Rangers have have got second place sewn up. 
uh, I can't see Aberdeen catching him Is that the way you see it? Was last night the result which ended any hope Aberdeen had of catching Rangers Or can it still be done? Eight points is the gap between Celtic and Rangers at the moment And then another eight points between Rangers and Aberdeen So let's hear from you 01419511025 Let's hear from Derek McInnes on that subject We're unconvincing from the off In terms of our defending I thought we gave them one or two little opportunities And little snip, snippets where keep them interested I thought last 10 minutes of the first half, I thought we, we played well, we asked a question, we're unfortunate not to get an equaliser and we asked the players to go and deliver a, com- a second half full of confidence, more aggression, more intent and I thought we got that for spells in the start of the second half and we passed up a few chances. We had enough chances tonight to win the game, There's no clear. that's clear, but the two goals um, we lose are extremely disappointing. Well, there was no shortage of effort, I think there was a shortage of aggression. And certainly a shortage of confidence, especially once the second goal went in. And the thoughts then of Brian Rice? Everything asked of the boys, uh, coming off the back of Sunday's match. Asked them for a reaction. Asked them to go on the front foot again, don't be sitting in. Aberdeen penned us back at times, but we knew that. But I thought especially first half, we looked a real threat on the break. And some really good play. Uh, a clean sheet up here at Aberdeen is a marvellous achievement for us. You know, the clean sheet's a massive thing for me. Not just winning, but to win by a clean sheet. Aberdeen had us penned in for 20 minutes there near the end but we kept heading it away deflecting it throwing ourselves in front of crosses doing everything we can we could but we also looked a threat going forward 01419511025 Robert's a Rangers fan from Newlands hi Robert good evening Paro excuse my voice I'm just back from Prague so um, I might sound a bit husky just back uh, from where? The game. <laughs> back from where? Uh, Prague Oh Prague <laughs> Right okay the, the, the Czech Republic Yeah uh, no listen over there <laughs> uh, Well I was at the game last night And um, I've got two points to make First things first We need I think we should sell Morelos in the summer um, I think that we're gonna, It's going to be hard enough To keep him I don't think His future is at Rangers I think he's going to see The dollar signs And move elsewhere And I think We, we bought him for a million pounds I think we're going to benefit Brilliantly as a club financially and we can by the way the, the transfer action out of Gerard's been this season I think we should take full advantage of it uh, the second point I'm going to make is about our performance and I think let's do that let's do that first Robert let's split it into two because you make a good point about Alfredo Morelos um, there was a, an interview I'm sure you, you saw the quotes with a local mm. radio station in Colombia he was talking about you know his next move probably England and, and that sort of thing I think Stephen Gerrard was asked about it on Sky last night and, and gave the, the sort of usual answer of you know we'll do everything we can to keep him ultimately Gordon it's a nice problem to have because Rangers have got him on a, on a long term contract mm-hmm. He's absolutely banging in the goals So if he continues to do that Not only does that benefit Rangers It drives up his price It's it's, it's not the it's not the end of the world that, You know, if it, the way it would be if he was running out of contract Yeah, I think the lad It's a stepping stone It's same as what happened to Brendan Rodgers Stepping stone, comes to Celtic Achieves what he's achieved And gets down to the English Premiership uh, Morelis is no different Gordon And you're right Rangers are in a good position They've got him a long term contract He's playing to the top of his form There'll be clubs watching him Week in week out His price will be rising And it'll be an interesting summer To see if Rangers can hang, hang on to them But as we've seen before Everybody's got their price We're not wanting Morelis to leave But the lad uh, is a stepping stone mm. To go to English Premiership I think he'll go in the summer I think he's had a remarkable season. Um, 
on the field when he's playing. Take away all these disciplinary stuff. Um, I'm talking football. I think he's done incredibly well in terms of goals and end product. He's been there for Rangers, and I think there will be maybe maybe if it's not an English Premiership team, teams in Europe and elsewhere looking at him. Um, I think Rangers will get a good price for him, and surely that's what Rangers are are about. You know, same way Celtic is. Although he's done a great job, and the fans would love to keep him. It's got to be an element that they are a selling club. Bring them in for a, a small price and move them on for a large price. That's Sir Celtic will, and I think Rangers should concentrate on on a similar model. What fee would be enough for you, Robert? Um, well, as I say, I'm quite realistic. Uh, I wouldn't go any lower than eight million. Probably, I think I don't. I'm not saying he's an eight million pound player, but that being said, George Stone's not worth fifty million. So if you're if you're going to do good business, you're going to have to top money. And um, if we get him for an eight million sell, then that's splendid mm-hmm. on my book. I was hearing absolute crackers, cracking talk. Yes, they're probably going to sell him for twenty five million in a dream world. Um, but um, he's a good he's a good enough player to be flogged at eight million. I think. Listen. The honest answer is no one knows because it depends mm-hmm. who the buying club is. The, the market, you know, is so. So many variables Jim Duffy last night said He thought Rangers could get up to 15 for him I think I think um, Mark Guidi threw about 10 out I think mm. And it was brilliant to see the reaction on Twitter Because this is just what happens mm. On this show So Mark Guidi said something about 10 million um, All the Celtic fans replying Haha I can't believe Mark Guidi thinks Morelos is worth 10 million And all the Rangers fans going I can't believe Mark Guidi <laughs> thinks He's only worth 10 million yeah. So yeah, I, th- well, I think what happens quite easily, Gordon. You can see it it's written in the stars. Brendan Rodgers comes in and pays thirty million for him. Happy days. <laughs> I said that on last night's show. Thanks oh, for you? listening. Yeah, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. Oh, I did know that. Um, Robert, what was your Good second part. point? Good part. Sorry, there. What was your second point again? All right, there's a bit of the intensity of the game yesterday. Now, although the first half was incredible performance by Rangers, I was absolutely bored. <laughs> in the second I don't know what happened there, Whether or not People just thought Oh We'll just have a wee pass about And see what we can do That's not on You're a professional footballer Play football To your highest standard For 90 minutes That is simple as that uh, We've got a big game On Sunday That second half Could have given us um, opportun- An opportunity For us to Have a good run around And get really Really Psyched up For the game Because I'm quite nervous For Sunday Although Aberdeen Have come off a bad game doesn't mean that we've lost them a couple of times this season That we can lose them again We're not that good So I think it was a very, very poor display In the second half from Rangers Mark Wilson, having perhaps been there before Is it is it that easy? Robert Robert's saying, you know You're you should you're a professional footballer You should be able to play at the same intensity for a full game But I'm sure you'll have played in games where yeah. It yeah. just doesn't As happen for whatever yeah, reason Gordon, it's, it's only natural when when you win the game as easily as Rangers had done in the first half hour, it's just natural that you take your foot off the gas, you don't play with the same intensity as you have done. That's that's just the way of it. You move the ball a wee bit slower, there's not that urgency to get forward because you've already scored three goals. Um, and it's, I think you kind of see it, it's only when substitutes come on and they just want to inject something, they want to get something out of it for themselves that the level you know, goes up a bit. And that's how Jim Rain Defoe comes on and, and scores a goal, so... Only natural It happens all over the world Not just in this country Alan Moffat is on Twitter He says Second is over for Aberdeen Sunday is the last chance for Aberdeen Get beat and their season is over Serious questions need to be asked About the management and the squad Nowhere near good enough Alan says Clearly very disappointed With that result last night 
Yeah, and so they should be because no disrespect to Hamilton, they should be beating Hamilton Aki's at home. Um, but it was a great result for the Aki's, and well done to them. And Derek McInnes has come out and said that the players uh, should be embarrassed, and I think that Derek will be embarrassed as well because he's got high standards. And it's not good enough. Mm. And I do expect Rangers to go to Petardry and put them out of the cup. Right, on this teaser, we're looking for the the last Celtic starting eleven that Neil Lennon picked in his first spell. So it was a 3-1 win at home to Dundee United. Do you remember, Mark Wilson, when you said, oh, that was a game against Hibs? Yeah. But actually it was against Dundee United. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. You were playing for Dundee United. <laughs> or oh, so was! <laughs> <laughs> what? So it was. Aye. Uh, I tell you what. Honestly, <laughs> you two never fail to amaze me. What a game you was that? That was the the week before the Scottish Cup final that what? I got dropped for. You know, so it's sure to how right. good that was. Very memorable for performance. Hey, who, who who ran you riot? Ragged. <laughs> somebody. It must have been somebody. So who was, was it? Right. I'm I'm going to give you. Scott Brown must have played. Scott Brown played. So you've got Fraser Foster and Mikael Lustig so far. Plus Scott. <laughs> I Brown. tell you who played. Stokes played. <laughs> Stokes did play. Chris yep. he was. Uh, he always drifts out to the Chris right. And Commons. Yes, you've got the bit right. between your teeth now. I just can't believe Mark Wilson didn't know he played in <laughs> who this played game. Played wide left. <laughs> um. Come on. Okay. By did the way, you get here's one. In that game? Did Philip Twardzik play left back? Oh, no. I thought you would never get that oh, one. Yes. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, oh, I remember. Dear. Him. I'm sure he got injured that game, actually. Right, we'll leave that there then. You've got Fraser Foster, Mikael Lustig, Scott Brown, Chris Commons, Anthony Stokes. I slagged you for not remembering <laughs> that you played in the game. But the fact that you've got Philip Twardzik worries me because that was the hardest one by a mile. We'll get the rest of the answers and we'll speak to Stephen and Paisley next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. And the question that they're going about tonight is sent in by Dale Handley, fulltime at Clyde1.com. That's the address you need if you want to send one in. We're looking for the starting 11 that Neil Lennon picked for the final game of his sport. First spell at Celtic It took us a while But we've established Mark Wilson actually played For Dundee United <laughs> Yeah I was there um, <laughs> It was the final day Of the 2013-14 season You've got Fraser Forster mm-hmm. You've got Mikael Lustig Scott Brown Chris Commons Anthony Stokes And the hardest one Philip Twardzik Now I'll let you in On a bit of a secret We've got a guest In the studio this evening Who Blurted out a name and Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson started celebrating, <laughs> high-fiving each other. Absolutely delighted that they've had a bit of help on the teaser. Samaras. George Samaras. No. <laughs> You're absolutely hopeless. <laughs> Seriously. I love stitching you two up like that. It makes my night. He was given it as well. He scored a double. Mm. I don't know what game he's thinking. Came on and scored. Oh right, yeah. Uh, uh. well, Didn't good start. Info. Yeah. Griffiths then. <laughs> Must be Griffiths. We Griffiths. Yes. Yes. We had him. Yeah, Griff. Right. Don't, don't listen to anybody else. Four Mark. to go. Yeah, I've got. I've got a cracker. Give me one more. Uh, F. Ambrose. Yep. All right. You've only got three to get. I'm sure you'll get them. You've got plenty of time. Let's speak to Stephen and Paisley. Hi, Stephen. Hi, our panel evening. Uh, my point is tonight. Obviously, it's going to be Brendan Rodgers uh, leaving and uh, the shock of that, but. Uh, I'll also say I'm welcome back to Neil Lennon because I never wanted to see him leave anyway. But uh, it's just the manner in which he left it, that absolutely bamboozles me. And it's in the last couple of days I've been reading social media and whatnot and I got a thing today to tell me that seemingly this wasn't the first time he was going to go. He was actually going to go last August, September. He was planning going to China and that fell through. And seemingly that's how the big forum dipped. 
the beginning of the season was. And he wanted Moussa Dembele to go with him, who was reluctant to go to the Far East. And that's why Dembele and him fell out, and why we've not got Dembele now. Well, so, I think let's be... I, I, I'll be honest... I'm not sure. I know that I know China was was there as an option. I don't know if it was on Brendan Rodgers' part or if it was on the club's part. So, but he made it. So Brendan, Brendan Rodgers was very keen and asked Moussa Dembele, and this is a good uh, source. And he was also he wasn't at Lennox Town and Monday. I got told off a good source tonight. He actually travelled down Monday night early hours of Tuesday to go to Leicester. So he was wanting out of Celtic for a wee while. So I don't know why he was saying last Thursday night about ne- next season for Europe. How he's going to build and get a crack at Europe again if he knew himself because you don't get a deal like that to go to Leicester just overnight. That's been in a pipeline, I think. Mm, yeah, I, I, I feel I, I, as if he's conned the fans. And, and everything I'm starting to read, I think the guy has been a phony. He's used names, told stories in his book, and then made interviews or live and actually told different versions of the story, different times and whatnot. And he's just con Celtic, I think. He's came here as a stepping stone. And made out as if he's Mr Celtic, he's a big Celtic man, Tommy Burns his best pal kind of thing and whatnot. And then he's just walked out and left us. But as I say, I'm grateful what he's done at Celtic, the trophy hall. And I'm grateful that we've got a good manager coming back and Neil Lennon. But I'm just really, really hurt and a lot of Celtic fans. But the ones last night doing the singing, I don't agree with that. But you can see the Celtic fans are really hurt what Brendan's done. Because he's tri- we said he was one of us and he just lied. I think, I think that's... Yeah, what's angered a lot of Celtic fans when you listen to some of the interviews, and I'm talking recent interviews, you know, chatting about, you know, how he's got a contract and he's happy here. Even Sunday after the show, he was asked um, about Leicester City. So we bit coy in it, but again, you know, he's got a job at Celtic and and all the lines you like, and and the Celtic in, fans. In fairness, it. in fairness, this doesn't mean he wasn't happy at Celtic. You know. The managers all, we always get this toing and froing when managers are linked. The one thing he, he never did, and managers rarely do, is he could have, he could, if he wanted to, knocked it in the head straight away. You come out and say, I categorically am not leaving. Never once did that. Mm. Managers don't do that. Yes, he said he was happy here, but then that, what does that mean? You know, you can be happy, but you also want to take a, a new opportunity. Yeah, yeah, but if you're genuinely happy, if you're genuinely the man that he said he was in so many interviews and so many appearances throughout Glasgow, um, and he loved being here, then I don't think you leave in the manner he did overnight. You know, Stephen highlights it perfectly well. It doesn't just come about overnight, that that sort of thing. You're not there one minute at Lennox Town, next minute in Leicester, and you're just saying you're leaving. You know, that doesn't happen like that so I mean, Gordon that's Hill, what's disappointed Mark people. Wilson says he's happy here But I switched on my television the other night yeah. And saw his face on yeah. it talking about this And I almost, you know, ruined my dinner yeah. first and foremost <laughs> And I you know, was worried that he would maybe leave us Well, I was praying he would stay there uh, Fair be a big offer, um, 7 million Unfortunately, I think it is the manner And also it's the fact that You're going for another treble You're in pole position uh, The Celtic fans would have probably accepted it At the end of the season Because he's always Really, it's a stepping stone Celtic, and of course he's going to come in and tell the story of the, you know, the three bears about how much he loves Celtic, and that's the only club he's ever wanted to manage. He's probably doing I don't that. Don't think there would be any bears involved in the story right, of the Celtic. You've got your, okay. you've got your stories mixed up. <laughs> I'm there. the wrong club, but I think it was the manner in which he left. But I always say, right, yeah, Celtic fans, there are a lot out there will not forgive him. The only thing I will say is there were a lot of good times for Celtic fans. Seven trophies, you can't take that away from the guy. I was surprised. I was disappointed he left as well. 
Um, and only Brendan Rodgers will know the real reason why he walked mm. out of Celtic Park and went to Leicester. Here's one we've not had yet, Stephen, because it's all been very negative towards Brendan Rodgers and, and him leaving the club. What was your Brendan Rodgers highlight? Uh, obviously, the Invincible season was great. Uh, the first treble was great. And when you win the back-to-back treble, that's never been done. That was great. And then when you go at the seventh trophy, you're thinking, this could be eight, nine. But I don't know. I just hope Neil Lennon, when he comes in, he can win the league and hopefully he stays. He started the 10 in a row. We could get to the 10 and Neil Lennon finishes it. And then we, we could thank Brendan for the two he done and the two Ronnie done. I'd say the two trebles in an invincible yeah. season, they can't beat them. I think I think this the second treble uh, would be my I highlight because to do it once, incredible. To do it twice and then to have the parade and things you know Brendan Rogers will never get anything like that at Leicester City. You know, he'll never get that connection with the fans that that day brought when they the one the double treble. So he's leaving all that behind for for obviously a, a handsome reward. But um Celtic fans will move on, you know, and I, I do think they have got the right man to help them move on in Neil Lennon. Um, what about Neil Lennon then going forward, Gordon? We we, we touched on it a bit earlier on about, you know, the, the sort of style of play. Does he does he stop them playing out from the back? Do you, what type of changes can you see, if any? I think that one um, I don't think he'll completely stop it Because he'll have faith in the players to go and play Bain is very very good with the ball at his feet um, But he'll be saying Look we need to take less risks As uh, showed last night at Tynecastle I think that'll be one But I don't think he'll change a lot Gordon And only time will tell I always think it's hard to get back to a club um, That you've been to as a player Obviously manager And you've moved on Then all of a sudden You, you find yourself right back in the hot Hot seat Which it is Because A lot of Celtic fans Still believe that The league title's in the bag He's got 8 points And he's got a good goal difference And he's obviously Got Hibs in the cup So they'll be looking At another treble So Neil's under A little bit of pressure If he can get over a line If he produces Good performances He's got to be favourite For a job Next season Thank you to Stephen In Paisley I think that'll be The final call for tonight Another story I wanted To bring up earlier on We clearly haven't had A lot of time to do so um, Is the fact that Greg Tanzi's Two game ban For a challenge On Di Camona of Hearts At the weekend Has been That will stand The notice of complaints Been upheld Now this is back To one of those um, So if you think It only happens To your team Listen carefully Because it's happening Everywhere He was booked at the time mm-hmm. So the referee you maybe think that you know that the referee saw it. He clearly didn't see the full extent of it, and that yellow card has been upgraded yeah. to a re- uh, to a red. So this is this idea that some people, like Fraser Wisher on the show a couple of weeks ago, don't like. They, they think it's re-refereeing, um, but but it is what it is. You've seen the challenge. Mm. You, you surprised? No, I agree with the decision. It's a horrific ta- uh, challenge. Terrible, horrific, um, and he's lucky he's only got a two-game ban. Yeah, you can't get in like that. It's, it's one of the only times the system this season has has been proved useful because uh, you know it's. Hold on a second. The, the system can't only be useful for when you agree with the decision. Well, it's <laughs> not really the way it works. Yes, well, I like to believe that, Mon Gordon. <laughs> but no, it was a shocking challenge. And anyway, the the officials, in my opinion, have got this one mm-hmm. totally correct. And the reality is They now go without him For two games And they need him Because Well they need everyone yeah. Because St Mirren If you look at it Gordon um, Now away from complete safety Because of Hamilton that's, that's quite a gap It's opening up It's seven points Yes St Mirren have got 
the game in hand But it's seven points Off of Hamilton Yeah and I don't think Anyone at St Mirren Last night And Paisley Would have been thinking That Hamilton would go up there And pick up that valuable Three points What a difference That could make at the end of the season Gone Okay let's round off the teaser If we can Full time at Clyde1.com If you've been listening for a while And you think Do you know what I could send a question in And catch the pundits out That's where it needs to go Full time at Clyde1.com That's what Dale did tonight We're looking for Neil Lennon's starting 11 On the final game Of his first spell in charge It was against Dundee United We've got Forster Ambrose Lustig Brown Commons Twardzik Stokes And Griffiths Which means you've only got A couple to go Well Did Virgil van Dijk play? Virgil van Dijk did play Yes. Right, one. One to go. Two to go. Do you want me to unless they played with ten? Hold on. What do you mean two? Two to go. Yeah. We've got Stokes, Griffiths, Foster. Trust me, there's two to go. Um did Joe Ledley play? No. I'll tell you who played. I'm taking the glory. Stefan Johansson Oh it's a great oh, shout Good shout I, I was watching Fulham And I remembered He's playing good Fulham you're still not, There's one that you've got You've still to get And it's an easy one Griffiths Mulgrew Cottomans Brown Charlie Mulgrew Charlie Mulgrew <laughs> there, we there we go Got there in the end Thank you Mark Wilson And Gordon DL For joining me Gordon Duncan Big thanks for all your calls And tweets And thanks for joining us As always We're back tomorrow Your big weekend preview In the company what a duo we've got for you on a Friday Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson In the meantime, you might as well stay right where you are Because Callum Gallagher is up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Clyde One's cash register. The cash register. Win big cash every day. With wholesale domestic bathrooms, Hillington. Check in with Bowie at breakfast each day at 8 for the daily cash amount. If we call you, repeat the amount back to us and win it. Keep listening to find out how to sign up. With wholesale domestic bathrooms, Hillington. And their fantastic winter sale in store and online.